Uh, Leah mentioned that we are in a change series, uh, and the whole question is how do, how do, how do we change our world? How do, how do we change our world, and uh, how do we change this world? And, and it's, it's a, a series that's leading up to our movie series. It's uh, where we're going to get the opportunity to, to invite our unchurched friends and, and our non-Christian friends and, and maybe friends that, that has just floated away from God maybe or just left church and, and they're not sure where they are. We're going to present them an opportunity. But this series is, is, is on how do I change my world? Because we need to uh, just realize it's probably impossible for me as one person to change the world. But I can change my world. And you can change your world. And once that starts to happen, that is when real life change starts to happen within a community, within an area, and wherever we are influencing and influencing other people. And over this past two weeks, we, we said to each other, it, it's not just the influencers of the world that gets to change the world, because everybody is influencing somebody in our world, and everybody has that 12 people where we spend time with, where we can actually impact their world and in our sphere of society and, and, and influence, and we get to change our world. The question is, how do we do it? And over the past two weeks, we've just shared on, on how. And for tonight and two more weeks, we're going to just share on the importance of that and why do we need to change our world. And then we're going to get the opportunity to invite our unchurched friends to church. So tonight's title is Reach One. We need to reach, just reach one. Just, just one. We sometimes think it's it's impossible, but it, it's not. It's, it's not so difficult, but I think in our heads, we are making it very difficult and sometimes very awkward, and sometimes it's, it's just not for us. And it's a difficult conversation to have or to preach on because not all of us are in favor of evangelism. Because think about it. What do you see in your head if I tell you about a person who's an evangelist, come on, what do you see? What do you, what do you think about? I'm not sure what you think about, but I, can, I have the mic, so I can tell you what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about a guy in a white suit with white shoes and a big hat and a big Bible underneath his arm, screaming at the at the train station, turn or burn. You see, that, that's, that's my image that I, that I currently get once I hear the term evangelical or evangelist. He, he's that guy screaming about, uh, to everybody that you should turn or burn, preaching the truth. And, and we said last week, truth without grace is mean, and grace without truth is meaningless. And we should share both. And how do we do it? And, and it's, it's not that difficult. But the one area that we can't get away of church is to evangelize. I know maybe it's not your thing and you're not sure if you are called to be evangelical or to evangelize people. 
but you can't get away of not doing it. Because from, from front to back in the Bible, we are called to evangelize. We are called to share our story of who Jesus is and what he did to us. We are called to do it. We can't get away from it. But here's what I want to do tonight. Just show to you that it's not that difficult or it's not that weird. Hello? It's not that weird. But we have to reach one. And my title is Reach One because one day um, it reminded me of, of a day I was gymming and um, I know it doesn't look like it, but I, I try to work out in the gym. And um, I really was struggling with a message I needed to prepare. I was struggling. You get like a preacher's block. And whenever that happens, I hate preaching that week. I just hate it. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like preaching. Yes, the pastor just said it from stage. I don't always feel like preaching. And I was struggling, and I said, I just said to myself, as I struggled to work out and struggle with the dumbbells and struggling with God, and said, God, I, I'm not feeling a, to preach this weekend. I don't want to preach. I re, I, I'm quitting. And normally, just my normal year, I quit four times a year as a pastor. God, I'm done. Done with people. I'm done with their problems, and I'm just done with this work. I'm done. Yes, it's the truth. <laughs> and uh, as I walked out of the gym, there's a car there with the number plates, personalized number plates. Just reach one. Maybe there's one that's going to be in church while you're preaching. Probably, probably not your best message ever, but just one that's going to hear the message of Christ. Just reach one. Take the pressure off of reaching the world and just reach one. And I've started to tell to myself, just reach one more. Just reach one. Because from, from cover to cover in the Bible, we need to share the good news of Christ. If you think about first, uh, in, in the first chapter of Mark, chapter 1, verse 17, and Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fisher, fishers of men. Imagine that, spending time with Jesus. My, my, my conversation would probably be, Jesus, when I spend time with you, can you please make me holier? Can you please make me a better husband? Can you please make me a better wife? Can you please make me a better Christian? And, and he's coming and saying, listen, if you follow me, I'm not going to make you better at those things. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And we need to be comfortable with fishing, church. It's not always easy. It's not always that we like it. Can you imagine? I'm a pen pusher. My little boy likes fishing. Now I need to take him every weekend, otherwise he's cranky. And whenever he fish, he enjoys it. But I need to take off the fish. So he caught a whiting this, this, this weekend. A whiting fish. That's probably the best fish I've ever discovered in the ocean. You know why? It don't have any guts. And it doesn't have any grates. Chopped his head off, cleaned it, barbecued it, he ate it. He loved it. But in this world, church, when we fish, there's people with hurt. There's going to be fish guts. There's going to be everything. 
It's not always going to be fun. But Jesus is calling us to be fishers of men. And we need to start to become comfortable with that term, that we should reach more people, church. We should reach more people because heaven and hell is a real place. And God sent us to reach more people. Mark 16, he, he ends off, he starts the chapter with that. He ends off and he's building his case. Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. His last words, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you in Acts 1, and you will be my witness. What does that even mean? What's a witness's job? The witness's job is to share their story. We are not called, church, listen, as Christians, we are not called to be the judge in the courthouse, hello? We're sometimes so good as Christians pointing fingers to people on how wrong they are. We are not called to be the judge. We are not even called to, to be the defense. We are called to be the witnesses. And what the witnesses do is they share their story. We share our story. I was lost, church. I was on my way to hell, but God saved me. And I get to tell you that story. And we get to become witnesses. Second Timothy five, uh, 4 verse 2 to 5 says the following. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. And then he says, work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Have you ever struggled with this term? What am I called for? What am I called for? Anybody struggled with that? What is my calling? What am I called for? I want to become that guy on TikTok. I'm not sure if you've ever seen him, but he's going around and, and just making things simple. There's people with these life hacks, and they show their life hacks where they, they take a simple solution and unsimple it and make it very complicated, and then he makes a video of how simple is it, and he just goes like that. He shows his hands like this, and he's just like, see? Hey, if, if we can put all that on, I want to go like this to the church everywhere. Hey, Zalman, what's my calling? What am I here on earth for? What is it that I should do? I just want to go like this. <laughs> there it is. Preach the word of God. Work at telling others the good news. What is my calling as a Christian? Tell people the good news of Christ. Tell people that, that it's, they are not getting saved by their works, church. That is called religion. We are saved by grace. And we can't earn it. We can't pay for it because Jesus Christ paid for it on the cross with his life. Now, what we should do is we should reach more people. And this series is for church people so that we can reach the unchurched people. I wanna give you a couple of, just a, a, a couple of ways. How, how, how do I reach one? How do we do it, Zalman? I've made some simple points last week and the week before what you can catch up on, on YouTube or podcast. But here's some easy ways how we can reach just one more. 
just, just one more. How do we do it? Number one, be aware. Be aware of where they are in their life. Not every person that you meet at work or in a friend's group are Christians. We know it. We know it. But be aware where they are. Be aware. Uh, for me, it's, 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 it's trying to go to the, to, the, to the gyms at the same time every week, same time of day, so that I can know who's, who's currently in my environment and who has the same routine so that I can reach new people. And, and, and honestly, I'm an introvert. This is, this is my safe space behind the pulpit, not in front of it. So God has a sense of humor to make me a pastor. But I am aware that heaven and hell is real and I need to reach, even if it's just the one guy that's gymming with me every week at the same time. And normally, my conversations in, in, in the workout space, whenever they start, they ask always, so what do you do for a living? Sometimes the hardest question to answer as a pastor. And I, I, have, I normally say, when, when I'm, whenever I'm not comfortable in sharing what I'm doing, uh, I just say, oh, I just, I just care for the world. And, and then, but what are you doing? And then I, I take care of babies until people die. What is that? Oh, we hatch them, we match them, and then we dispatch them. So it, it, it just breaks up the, the awkwardness, and then I go, oh, I'm a pastor. Oh, so how do you hatch them? No, it's just when we dedicate them as children, and, and how do you match them? Oh, in, in marriage and, and despite funerals, that's where we get that from. And, and normally, the, the, the typical response, especially when I meet a new person that's not a believer or doesn't like the church, that's probably the first thing they say, oh, I hate Christians. Well, I don't like the church. And my response to that is, me neither. <laughs> it's just, me neither. Oh, I got hurt. The church hurt me. Hey, ch anybody in here that got hurt by a church? Just raise, just, just, I just want to set the record. You don't, it's not the church that hurt you. It's people that hurt you. And hurting People, church, hurt people. It's, it's not the church of Christ that hurt you. It's people in the church. We are still humans. We are still humans. But sometimes we have the wrong perspective, and that makes us resistant to any, to any form of Christianity. Oh, I don't like Christians. And normally my response is that, me neither. Back home, I could say it very easily. Me neither. I don't like churches as well. That's why I had to start my own. <laughs> Do you know what happens? I'm taking people from very, very, very resistant to just the next step. Oh, tell me more. To, I, I just want to hear a bit more to receptive. See, we, we sometimes think it's, it's so difficult, but our only job is actually to be aware where they are currently and help them move one step, just one step, from very resistant 
to receptive. And study shows the following. Uh, if, we, if, if we can just, um, they go from resistant, very closed, very to, oh, I hate church. Next step is they are receptive. Oh, tell me a bit more. Just tell me a bit, why do you say that? Why do you don't like Christians? Or why do you don't like church? I want to speak about it. What happened with my response? I took them from very resistant, one step, they are receptive. Oh, I, I, I really don't like God. Imagine you have to work so hard for your salvation. Oh, you, you actually got it wrong. You don't have to work anything. Why? Because they have this work mentality. Pastor Pat speak, uh, spoke about it this morning, about we are not called to have this work mentality. They go from resistant to receptive. All we need to do is just know where they are. Be aware of where they are and become aware of where they are because from resistant to receptive and then their next step is seeking. Do you know why are they seeking? Because this life on this planet sucks, church. It's really, really hard. And life without God is even harder. Why are, are the world's life so hard? Because they have nobody to run to. And for Christians, church, I'm not saying that this world is not going to be hard and life is not going to be hard. It's going to be very, very tough. It is tough. But at least we have someone inside of us and we have someone to run to, church. The world doesn't have anybody to run to. And they become from very resistant to receptive, to seeking, to I want to know more because actually I don't have any hope and I want to seek God. I am seeking and from seeking they are moving next step to considering and from the next step to understanding, and from the next step to being ready. And when they are ready, they can give their life to Christ, church. And we are always on a journey as a Christian. You are always on a journey. And we need to, number one, become aware of where people are. I have family members in this country church that's agnostic. They don't know Christ. I'm not going to Bible bash them, church. I'm just becoming aware of where they are, how they see church, what they say about church and church people and Christians and our God. I'm just becoming aware. Why? Because I just want to help them take one more step. And that's our, our job as Christians. It's, it's not that difficult, but we just have to take them to one more step because when they received Christ, now they belong. And they belong to something. And once they belong to something, they need to start growing as Christians. How, how do you grow as Christians? You become part of group lives and you, you find yourself in a group and in a home group and, and wherever you can. And, and then you move from growing to serving. Why? Because saved people, church, serve people. It's just your next step on your journey. And after you have taken that next step, that's when you, when you take that step of sharing your faith. 
with other people, with that one guy that you can reach. But for that to happen and for this process to happen, we need to become aware of where people are. And we need to know they are on a journey. We, as Christians, have to take them just on their next step. Secondly, we have to commit to prayer. I can't overstate the the importance of prayer, of your prayer life, and of prayer and corporate prayer. And I want to challenge you, actually, when, when you think about people who you know is in trouble or who you know doesn't know Christ, or maybe you are currently thinking of, who am I going to invite to church come the 17th of October when we have our movie series? Who is, commit them to prayer. Just pray scripture over them. So what do I need to pray? Pray scripture over them. So I'm not sure I'm going to help you. It's, it's not the scripture, but it's the meaning of the scripture that I'm going to give you. You can pray John 6, 44 over them. It's just where you pray that the Father would draw them to Jesus. Maybe you know of someone that is so far lost. So what do I need to pray? Pray that they are being drawn to Jesus. That is my prayer for my family in this country, church. I'm praying day and night for them. I'm I'm seeking God so that they get drawn to Jesus. Pray against the spirit that blinds their mind. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. There's there's a spiritual blindness to people that they can't see the goodness of Christ. We should pray, commit them to pray, commit to prayer. Pray for them that, that their spiritual blindness, that, so that they will just get it and see. Come the 17th, and, and if maybe you have invited someone the 17th of October. Pray so long over them. Lord, just take away their spiritual blindness. That they see who you are and that they taste your goodness. Commit them to pray. Romans 8, 15, another scripture that you can pray over them. Pray that they come to know God relationally. Relationally, that word. Relationally. Come on, church. It's about a relationship with Christ. It's it's not our works. It's not, and I I received a, a very harsh email this week that I still need to answer about, are you sure good people are not going to heaven? Church, it's, 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 it's not our works that gets us into heaven. It's receiving the gift of salvation and believing in God that gets us into heaven. We have this work mentality that we have to earn the right to go to. It's not. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to discover who he is and that he loves you and that he cares for you and your, your interest is he, in his interest. Another prayer is Ephesians 1.17, pray for a revelation of who Jesus is and what he has done for them. He has given his life. Maybe you are sitting here and you are questioning that. What has he done for me? Well, he has given his life for you freely You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. 
You just need to accept the gift. And that gift is salvation, church. Pray for them. Number three, show that you care. How do I reach one person? Show that you care. Hey, church, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. I can preach the best, the best Greek sermon that there is and the best theological sermon that there is in this world. If I don't care about people, they're not going to care about how good my Greek is. And sometimes we, we, we urge pastors to, to preach more deep stuff. When they see, say, say deep stuff, they mean confusing stuff. Hey, a, a, a person that's lost church, a person that is drowning church, they don't care what a lifesaver is in Greek. Just throw them the lifesaver. People that's coming to church that, that is in need and in desperate need of God don't care about, about how good my Greek is. They just want to know there is a God out there that's caring for them. And God wants to use us as his ambassadors, church, to care for people. And we need to care about them, show them that you care. I, I don't have enough time, but we all know the story of the little man called Zacchaeus, right? Zacchaeus, is that the English? Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, very close. I mean, he was a tax collector. Everybody hated him. He, he was the guy that, he was the rich little guy that nobody liked. He couldn't see Jesus, had to climb up that tree to see Jesus. And, and Jesus calls him out and, hey, come, I'm going to have lunch with you. One lunch church turned his whole life around. He even paid back people more than he stole from them. One lunch. Why? Because he discovered that Jesus cares for him. And how do we change our world? How do we change our world? Not the world. Our world. Care for those around you. Care for the people. Show them that you care. The key is to care, church. They, they, they don't care about God if they don't know you care. But once you care for them, they're going to they're gonna open up. Tell me a bit more. Tell me a bit more. You're going to have that opening. But you first need to care for them. We can't go Bible bashing and not care for the world, church. We care for the world. And then we share our truth and His grace with them. We need to care for them. And me and my wife are currently at, at a stage where... There's, there's people that we know, and we drive very far here, up north Queensland, at, at least, for, well, for the last three months, at least twice a month. We drive very far. They are struggling church. And after three months of driving very far just to have dinner or lunch, finally, finally got the question, hey, Zalvin, when, when are you going to tell me about your work and your God? Three months of driving 
up and down. When are you going to share? I want to know something, Zalvin. Is God punishing me? And that was the moment. I, I, it's, not, it's not. You have a wrong view of God. Yeah, but why is this and this and this and this happening? Well, you made some pretty dumb decisions in your life. Let's be honest. But you think it's God. That's not my God. He's not out there with a whip trying to. It took us three months of just having dinners and lunch and driving three hours up, three hours down. Why? Why? 1 Corinthians 9, 19 to 23. Though I'm free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I may, I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that, the, that I may share in its blessings. We can reach one person, church, if we show them that we care. And Paul is telling us this, that he, he became all things to all people, that some may be saved. And he even acknowledged the fact that he's not going to get all of them saved, but just the fact by caring for them. And lastly, be ready to share. And we said it last week as well. James, you can come up. Be ready to share. 1 Peter 3.15 Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. What is your answer? Hey church, come the 17th of October when we have un. un church friends here in our house and we're going to have dinner and what is your answer going to look like? Someone asks you, why do you come to church? Have you think about, thought about it? Do you know your answer? What's your answer? What is your answer looking like? If we're going to have dinners and, and you're going to get an opportunity maybe to meet people, they ask you, so what's the big deal about Christ? Do you know your answer? It's not that difficult. We sometimes think we can't share Christ. Just share with them what he did for you. Just be that witness. Hey, I was lost. Now I'm found. I had no hope. I had every reason to be broken. But Jesus healed me. I had every reason to rebel and hate everybody. But Jesus mended this heart. Be ready to share, church. How do we change the world? You're going to reach one. Just reach one. Don't, don't make it complicated. Don't see yourself as, as the guy with the white suit and the pointy shoes screaming. Just think about the person that got you saved. How is that person looking? He's probably or she's probably caring. Probably the, the person that prayed for you. Probably the person that, that just shared their life with you. 
what did they do? They evangelized. It's not always the guy that screams. It's just by the fact that we care and we meet people where they are and we are becoming aware where they are and, and we commit them to prayer. And when they ask, when they are ready, when they we ask the questions, hey, but what is diff different in your life? Why are you so happy? Why are you so blessed? Why are, why are things happening in your life? Why, when you hit a wall in this life and turmoil hits, why is it that you handle it differently than the rest of the world? Because I have Christ and I have the peace of Christ in me and I know greater is He that's in me than He that, that is in the world. I want to end with this. Acts 20, 24. The most important thing is that I complete my mission, the work that the Lord Jesus gave me, to tell people the good news about God's grace. Share the good news, church. I know life is tough. Maybe you are sitting here and it's going tough. But as Christians... We have someone to run to. And there's great peace at our God's feet. But there's a world out there that doesn't know it. And they are longing for the peace and the inner peace that we as Christians have. It's not that difficult to share your faith when you care for people. Sometimes we just need to meet them where they are, pray for them, Show them that we care and be ready to share the good news. Come on, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for who you are and thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that we get to share our faith with people that's lost, that, that, that doesn't know you. Lord, I just want to pray tonight that you will let a fire burn within us for lost people. That there will be a fire burning in us that we will start reaching the lost people at any cost, Lord. Because your word says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. May we say, Lord, here I am. Use me, Lord, to reach, even if it's just one. May I reach them, Lord, with your good news.